0: I thought I might try something different this week to start. Yes, sure. I thought maybe we could do an introduction. No. Yeah, an introduction. Yeah, I'm <laughs> going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do one. <laughs> hey, welcome to Question of Code. It's a show for programmers of all levels of experience but focused on beginners and people looking to transfer into a career in tech. Welcome to the show. How was that? Oh, How was that? Was that good?
1: That was painful. <laughs> The question for this week is: What questions should you ask in an interview? Uh, this is always something that I, well, I guess in any interview that I've been in, I have struggled with. Um, it's kind of that awkward moment where the interviewer says, "Do you have any questions?" and I go, "No, I don't." Should I have any questions? <laughs> do, do you feel similar? Do you have? Have you had ex- similar experiences, Tom?
0: I recognise that sensation. Yeah, and I've taken steps to avoid it. It hasn't happened to me for a long time. I always come armed with questions. And I think it helps. It really does.
1: My usual response is, I came with some questions, but I think you've answered them
0: all for me. Oh, that's a good one. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that as an idea. It's, it ties into the, there's a Patrick McKenzie quote that I've dropped, I'll put in the show notes. But basically it's saying, you know what people find persuasive? Their own words. So he says, people love their own words. when you talk to them, you should use their own words. Seriously, watch their eyes light up, he says. Um, yeah. And that is a good piece of advice, I think. It's, but it t- sort of tips on the edge of social engineering and the kind of stuff that you hear in sleazy, like how to make friends and influence people kind of book things. Yeah. But I think at the core of it, even if you get past the weird, like, oh, well, if you mirror what they do, then subconsciously they'll like, if you get past all of that, nonsense i think speaking in the same using the same argo the same jargon that they use i think is a good thing particularly when it's like when we've t- we've touched on it when writing cvs and when when you're writing a cover letter for a position you want to use, if they've asked for a specific like type of technology or a specific stack and they phrased it in a certain way if you use that phrase in the application, in the cover letter, you're going to get to the top of the pile slightly quicker than if you didn't. I mean, it's only even simple things like, how do they spell front end? Is it two words? Is it a word, two words hyphenated? Is it all one word? Things that everyone differs on and make really no difference whatsoever to what the job is actually going to be. But if you just kind of make sure when you're communicating with them, you're aligned with the way they communicate with the rest of the world, that's a you know a signal that you, you're going to, A, you're going to get past filters quicker so if they're asking for a specific tech stack and they've got a recruiter in the middle who doesn't know what any of the words mean and doesn't know that perhaps if you're really big on react context and like internal state management and it turns out that they really want someone who knows redux they don't know that what you're doing is more advanced and is kind of supplant supplanted redux they're just going to say oh it doesn't know redux so make sure that if you've got a list of tech and you do know them and you, i mean don't lie but make sure that you're phrasing yourself the way that they would write, write or say those things themselves. So, so
1: you're you're talking about not using specific technological buzzwords?
0: I'm talking about very specifically to, use the buzzwords that they use.
1: Right, okay. So <laughs> not use, don't use the correct buzzwords. <laughs>
0: I suppose they're not buzzwords if they're correct. <laughs> yeah, they're not, but yeah. Uh, they they can be buzzwords if they're correct, I guess.
1: So would this be in a conversation with a recruiter, as opposed to necessarily in an interview with maybe the the CTO or something?
0: I think when you get to that stage, there's more important things. This is a, a very low level, like it's not going to sway the balance either way. I don't think. But it's to say like once you're in the door, it's less of a problem. But it, it it is a there is a benefit to talking to someone in a way that they're expect like tell them things they're expecting to hear it's going to be useful
1: well uh when i when i was interviewing to be a teacher at one place i uh what I made sure I did was look up all the good things that happened to that school. And then I I asked questions about that. So I said, I see you were doing really badly about four years ago, but you've you've had a meteoric rise in the last four years. I was just wondering how you managed to make that happen. And then they were like, well, this guy's done his research and he's giving us a compliment as well.
0: So It really works. That was a really good tactic.
1: Didn't get the job.
0: Oh, No! (laughs)
1: It wasn't because of that. They said I interviewed well. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's, that's okay, I suppose. <laughs> it, was, it was the teaching
1: that let me down, so. uh, Tom.
0: That, that gets us more closely to our question this week, which is specific questions to ask. And so asking, like doing a bit of research, finding something about about their history and asking them about it specifically is a great tip. That's a great starting point.
1: Yes. Yeah, it shows shows that you care about you're the job that you're engineering for i'm sure they must deal with lots of people that don't care and it's just another one another job on their list of places to apply to but by showing that you've actually done a bit of research about the company and that you can like draw out some of the positive things that's a really good way of showing that you're you really want that job
0: yeah it's it's a, it's a way to stand out for sure because some people don't i mean i've done it in the past I applied to lots of different places and you'd say oh these are on a list and they're hiring so I don't know much about them. Let's go ahead and give it a go. Um, but the ones that you, I am really, I was really invested in that would do that extra level of research. Um,
1: but I suppose at that initial stage when you're just applying to jobs, it doesn't really matter too much. But I suppose if you know that you're going to go, I've got an interview in a few days, then that's the time to, to, to sit down and go. Basically, all you're doing really is going onto the website and just reading some of their blog posts or some of the about info about that company or looking at news articles or something. That. That's that's all I did when I was researching for companies and schools.
0: Yeah, and this is, again, tied to sort of research before you get in the room, which is not necessarily what we're talking about today, but that's a good point to see if you can find out who specifically is going to be in the room with you, like who is going to be doing the interview, and then maybe you can look at what their job, their job description and how they fit into the organisation is and tailor questions based around who's going to be there.
1: Yeah, I, that all helps in having that that's all ammunition for some questions that you can ask at the end um i think it is a really good thing to ask questions when they say do you have any questions because it like like we said it, it shows initiative it shows that you care it shows that you're not you've been paying attention during the day um but perhaps you might get to the end of the day and you, like your head is blank and you've you've not picked up anything and literally your questions have been answered. <laughs> uh what 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 would be the uh, best course of action then?
0: <laughs> I think have a like you say have a good list prepared of things. You don't need to have more than you're probably going to need as well in reserve. I mean if if they've got the time to answer them all that's fantastic and that shows that they're sort of committed to the hiring process as well in a way that could be really useful. But be prepared for them to to the process of the interview to have already answered some of your questions. Particularly if your questions are quite obvious, um, and also don't be ashamed to pull out a notepad and look and say, "Yes, I prepared some questions." There's no shame in your mind going blank in the pressure of an interview.
1: That's interesting. I'd never thought about doing that. Yeah,
0: yeah, i had literally done that in the past, and it, it was fine. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it wasn't a big deal That's, at all. It was just that a was problem.
1: always yeah. When I got to that point at the end of the interview, and and like I joked about earlier, I said do you actually want me to ask any questions? I think the interviewers do want you to ask questions. <laughs> that was something that kind of stumped me for a while. I, I thought maybe this is some sort of test. I don't want to come over and ask a question and then they think worse about me than they already do. Oh, yeah, if that's the um, point
0: when you suddenly start asking, like, oh, well, where's your funding from and all this. Like, I mean, it's interesting, but it's an ov- like, I've been in places before where people scoff at that kind of a question. They're like, oh, well, every- everyone's asked that, um, which is, I like, think... In some scenarios, it's fine. I did one for a I did an interview for a radio station once that was um, yeah. I had no idea how they made their money. <laughs> like, how are you able to pay, how are you able to afford someone to work for you? Um, and this wasn't a, a specifically tech tech role. This was an audio thing, but it was uh, yeah, it was it was weird. Like asking a question and being like, oh, yeah, everyone's asked that. And I'm not surprised everyone's asked that because it's really not clear how people are going to be paid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, uh, hopefully, uh, well, no, yeah, sometimes you are going to have legitimate questions about the company, aren't you? You're going to have questions about how they work or things that you want to find out more that maybe you've done some research, but that answer isn't clear. Um, Obviously, you don't want to have don't have any questions that are too controversial. (laughs) Uh, It sounds like that one was on the on the Mm. brink. But but also,
0: (laughs) it is your chance you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. So they've got to they've got to answer things and get them right, too, for you to know that they're a place that you want to work at
1: yes yeah and on that point it's probably probably a good idea to try and ask a question or two maybe before they get to the stage where they say do you have any questions because if hopefully you're at a place or you're interviewing at a place that treats the interview professionally um I, I always got taught that interviews are more like a conversation as opposed to just one person asking you questions and you blindly answering them. It's more of a conversation to get to know each other. And if you're someone that shows that you're happy to ask questions, that shows a bit of confidence, uh, it shows um, inquisition. In, in, I was going to say inquisition, but it's not inquisition, isn't it? It shows inquis- inquisitiveness. Is that a word? Yeah, nailed it. That's <laughs> the one. Uh, yeah, I'll stop there.
0: <laughs> I think top of my list is a question to ask in response to a question because i know we said we've already said don't like the interview is not necessarily the position the place to be talking about money or like talk about their funding or anything like that unless it comes up naturally in conversation but chances are at some point in the process if not in the actual interview someone's going to ask you what you're making now that's like a, a that's the thing that comes up a lot um you don't have to answer it, and I don't think you should ever answer it. But I would say I have a, a question in reserve specifically for that scenario. Yep. Which is they ask what you're making now, and you say, well, no. You'd, what's the range that you're offering? What's the salary range for this position?
1: I don't think I'd have felt confident saying that for my first <laughs> job application.
0: I feel like this is this is one where it's really... A judgment call when it's your, when you're trying to get your first job there's a distinction between you're i get your first job and then every other job after that mm-hmm. because once you've got your first job you've got your foot in the door in the industry you've got a bit of experience to fall back on you're probably going to be able to find a position so you're less high pressure like every interview oh. is not make or break whereas when you're first starting out and you're just i just want a job any job in this industry i've been working i've been applying with Sending off applications for a whole year now and I've not had any bites, a reasonable scenario could happen like that. And I think you should be prepared to yeah, to maybe compromise a bit more your first time around.
1: Mm, I suppose once you've had a job, then you've got some experience, you've got something to put on your CV that you can then use as almost like a bargaining chip. But you've, you've got more confidence behind you that... Someone has already paid you to do this job so you are you are worthy of getting that job whereas when I was first applying I thought I'm just going to take take what they give me because because uh, <laughs> i I've, I've, I've been a teacher for for four years haven't i 've got no I've got no experience to show in this field um, so now if I was applying to a job I, I feel more confident about yeah like you say there's less pressure on you because you've already Hopefully, you're in a job while you're applying for another job, um, but there's less pressure in terms of you can't say you should pay me more money because there there is there is something after that because when you've had a job already, whereas beforehand it, there's less there to, to use as a bargaining chip.
0: Yeah, and once you're once you've done it for a year or two, you've you're instantly much higher up the chain than most of the people who are applying for sort of mid and entry level jobs you're instantly more qualified you're instantly more reliable you're a much more bankable prospect than someone who's never done it before no matter how well they're trained no matter how much they you know how much self-learning they've done how good their projects are they're always going to have to fight that little bit harder for the first time around and and that's but you yeah, you might need to make some concessions i'm not I, I think everyone should fight for the maximum salary that they can get but don't be don't always negotiate but maybe when you're the first doing it there are there are other concerns besides getting the absolute best deal you possibly can sometimes just getting <laughs> yeah. any deal at all is a win particularly in a lot of people's situations
1: and i think when it comes to talking about salary you're always worried that they're going to turn around and be like well why are you asking for so much money we don't want you anyway <laughs> that I, i'm sure that's a that would be a concern i have and i'm sure a concern many other people have but
0: well, if they don't want you anyway then you've not lost anything <laughs> you've not done anything bad um if they think you're worth less that they'll tell you and hopefully we'll give you reasons and that might be you might be able to accept that and go forward and i don't think anyone's ever going to judge you for trying to negotiate in an interview either it's really awkward i hate doing it mm. it's really really horrible to say that someone's been really you've really got on well in the process you've had it's it's all clicked everything all the all the questions have been answered to your satisfaction you've answered their, their questions really well everything's like you're ready to make a deal it's brilliant it looks like a fantastic new opportunity can't wait to work here But I would like you to give me more money is a really tough thing to do. But you've got to know, have a realistic idea of what your worth is. Um, I think this is a whole... We're we're getting way off the rails now into salary (laughs) negotiation, which is, I think, probably a a show all of its own. Yeah. And we should probably get some experts in to talk on that one. (laughs) I think so, yeah. Yeah, I've got no experience in it. (laughs) My data set is is very small, but, you know, successful, so I'm not going to moan about it. It's...
1: (laughs) So, if you're going to an interview tomorrow, uh we suggest that you say and uh, they say what salary are you looking for?" then you can say, you can ask about the range what what is the salary range of this position and that's a kind of good comeback question
0: yeah, and that puts the ball in their court and the the cardinal rule like the big the big thing to remember is never be the first one to say a number, I guess <laughs> everyone says it it's become a bit of a, a cliche, but it is for that for a reason um.
1: We're looking for something in the medium range. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I am looking for a salary appropriate for a developer of my experience. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Answer done. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. But so that that's that was like a not question question. That's just like a, a tactic, a rebuttal, a way to mm-hmm. kind of the, the cut and thrust sparring of, of the negotiating side of an interview. But I think there are useful questions that you should ask as well. Um both positive and almost like as a way to sort of weedle out negatives. I mean, the one that I specifically would always ask is I want to find out like what their work life balance is and how often they exist in a state of mad, trying to reach a deadline panic. That's a real, that's like (laughs) something that seems to happen like a lot of places and how people deal with that scenario tells you a lot about, the company as a whole i mean any as far as i can tell any company in the games industry like they go into this period of crunch before release date no one sleeps everyone gets divorced the whole like (laughs) they all fall apart and they all need therapy and like medical help after the release date and everyone hates it and that's not somewhere i personally would ever want to work and i don't know why anyone should
1: are you listening are you a game dev we'd love to hear your thoughts on this because i believe that tom may not be completely accurate about that
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm basing this off having read, like, th- <laughs> three books and, like, lived on Twitter. That's the- <laughs> yeah, I have no first-hand. It's all anecdata in that. But uh, that's the, 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 the most extreme that I've heard of it being. But in a smaller way, like, there's a sense of, like, how often are people, how often are people asked to work out of hours? How much is there, like, you must stay here and finish this. You cannot go home to your family until this is done or you're fired. There's, like... No one is ever going to tell you that either about their own company.
1: I was about to say, I was going to say, if you ask that question, you might not get a particularly honest answer. Yeah, so <laughs> Or you, people may not, it may not not be dishonest, but people may just not even realise that that's what's happening.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, my, I mean, this is giving away, giving away trade secrets here. This is gold I'm giving away. I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to sacrifice, I'm going to be like putting myself in a bad position going forward, but I don't ever, I wouldn't ever say, how do you deal with crunch? I would say... Tell me about the last time you had a crunch period, with a knowing smile and the wink, and like, yeah, we all go through it. Good goodness me, isn't it? Isn't it <laughs> awful? But we've, it's just one of those things. And then you're much more likely to get an honest answer if they're talking about a specific incident, rather than saying, "How do you deal with? How do you deal with problems?" It's like, oh, how, what do you do when that thing over there broke? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened when that broke? Tell me that. Tell me that. Yeah. Um, and then so assume,
1: assume it's already happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because it, it has. <laughs> I mean, it's, if you're working with computers, everything is broken at some point. <laughs> it's probably a miracle it's not broken right now. Um, but that to get people to like, start to tell you a story about something that actually happened, they're much more likely to give you more detail, and it will be more it'll be information you can read more into than just a canned, prepared like. We are a family focused company, and we believe in work life balance. Like, what time did you go home last night? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, while perhaps more on the aggressive side, <laughs> would give you a much more honest answer.
1: I think that's going to be, have to be a very confident person to be asking these sorts of questions. <laughs> perhaps we should uh, yeah. maybe have we got some suggestions for kind of gentler questions that if you're stuck for ideas and and you just want to ask a question and yeah. not just say I don't have any questions. What no. what sort of things might you want to say?
0: My favourite one, which is useful at the end, is useful at the end of an interview as well. And this is that I've always got the best like value out of asking this question so it's a question i'd recommend people ask anyway um, is what does a win look like for this position so in three or six or 12 months how will you as the person hiring me if you hire me how will you know in six months that i was the right fit and that i was the best person you could get like what are the things you expect to have seen happen in Mm. that time and me to have done and you always get interesting answers to that.
1: Yeah, I like that because it's it's a, it's a more positive question. Isn't yes, it? Like absolutely. You're, you're focusing on the positives, which is obviously going to be, uh, hopefully, come out with a more positive outcome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you like you said, you, you're focusing on good things. You're already putting, I mean, to go back to the awful psychological stuff, you're maybe putting them in the mind of thinking, oh, yeah, this guy is the best. Like, we've hired him. You're making them imagine that they've hired you <laughs> and you're great. <laughs> Making them to, like spell that out. For Mind you. games. Yeah, <laughs> it, that really is not the point of the, the point of the question is to get no, an honest yeah. answer because that's what if you get the job that's a really useful bit of information to know. In the same on the same token, ask if I get the role, what will I be doing on the first day that I turn up, and then what will I be doing on the first week and month uh, here, and you get a sense that you it kind of de-risks the position for you because you have more of a sense of. I mean, if you can possibly, like, spring it so that you meet those people that you're going to be working with directly at first as
1: well. And that they're not particularly, well, everything's quite scary in an interview situation, but those sorts of questions aren't particularly scary or daunting to think about. You're thinking, I'm just going to ask what my first day's like. That's not not a question that seems unusual or antagonistic or anything like that.
0: No, exactly. I mean, some of the things we've said, you can push them into the range where you maybe are being aggressive and you're putting them on the spot. These aren't that. And they're the best. I've, I get the most value out of these questions, because I think probably because they're coming from a, a like an optimistic, like looking at the good side thing. But also, it's yeah, it is a natural, natural thing to want to know. Mm.
1: And especially as a, when I what well, I asked this in my interview, I, I always ask about kind of training opportunities and things things that the company do to support cpd uh continuous professional development and i always find that gets quite interesting uh, answers and sometimes gets people to think about it a bit um but you obviously want to be going in somewhere where they have thought about that and that's also i found that quite useful when i was when you're changing career and you're looking for jobs
0: yeah that's a very good one i mean i've, I've asked in the past like what's the what yeah what the training budget is or well, not necessarily what the protecting budget, because that's putting it in, a, like, how much money are you going to give me, question. But it's, like, <laughs> what's the support network for training? Do you let employees get to conferences and do that? Yes. Expand yeah, themselves. Yeah. you get a lot of information out of that. And sometimes the answer is we don't do much of that because we're focused on other things. But at least you get, an, if you get an honest answer, it might not be, you might, it might not be, oh, yeah, we'll send you to a conference every month and we'll pay all your travel and everything. That doesn't happen everywhere. It's great when it does. Some, it's, you know, just to be honest. Not so much of a concern at the moment anyway. But. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Another positive question that I think is really useful is to ask how the company has changed since a given point in time. So if it's a new company, ask like, how has the company changed since it was founded? How, is it, how has this company changed since this time last year? Or maybe if they've had a big fundraise recently, you could ask how has the company changed since you had that big Series A? Because hmm. um, then I think that opens a door to a discussion about a the company culture, but also how like change happens in the in that corporation or whatever whatever kind of structure you're going into, like, how change is dealt with and how teams grow. they are often points of friction, but they are also points of opportunity, and it's, it's really useful to to know about that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, and I suppose that also kind of maybe shows that you've done a bit of research if you if you know about the last big fundraiser or something like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also knowing about like if they've hired some kind of super famous person that you or someone that you know about, like ask what impact that had, or if they've they've collaborated with another company, and like if you've done some research and can think of points that could be like inflection points, moments where things probably would have changed, to ask for the details of that change is, I think, a, a constructive question to ask that will tell you a lot about the organisation. Yeah, hopefully
1: some of those questions uh, will be useful if you're. Uh, in an interview situation, uh, coming up or thinking about applying to an interview, and just remember try and keep the questions as positive as possible. That that would probably be our main advice.
0: Yeah, I think we, we, we've maybe risen, maybe presented more antagonistic questions than we probably intended to. The the gist of this is positive positivity and like good things are better. They're going to get a benefit out of you having asked them, and it's a natural make you a natural fit for the role. Those kind of questions are much better.
1: Yeah. Definitely. So thanks a lot for listening this week. Make sure you check us out on Twitter at code,
0: And you can find us online at aqoc.dev or questionofcode.com uh, where you can find information about how to get in touch and ask us questions of your own and find our archive of fantastic back episodes.
1: Yeah. Do make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you can and tell your friends about it as well. That really helps us to get to as many people as possible.
0: Yeah, we really do appreciate all of that. Uh, so please continue to share the love. It's really encouraging. Thank you very much.
1: Have a lovely week. Stay safe out there and we'll see you next time. Bye.
0: See ya.